just you get to choose. Like here's here's the scenario: the the environment gives us something which can be perceived as negative, can be perceived as not working, can be perceived as problematic. The world's ending. So we get to choose to see it like that, or we get to see choose to see it as an opportunity. So clearly, that it's my responsibility now to do that for other people. If I have information, and you know, other people's success is my success, and vice versa. Because you know what, like the challenges or the roadblocks are the journey themselves. There's no big things. It's all little things compounding on top of each other. Lenise Lane has over 20 years of experience as a consultant in marketing strategy and business development. She has worked for corporate giants such as IBM and American Express, as well as smaller businesses and startups. Currently, she is CMO of Mac and Talent and heads up their North American operations, where they are shaking up the world of contingent workforce management with a focus on building relationships and ensuring every employee feels valued and supported. Born and raised in the small town of Rutherfordton, North Carolina, Lenise has always had a passion for helping rural towns and small businesses thrive. She continues to lead the charge through her passion project, Small Town Soul, a marketing and coaching company focused on empowering and training rural communities and businesses on how to better market themselves within the confines of shrinking budgets. Lenise says her greatest accomplishment by far is becoming a mom. However, with that, comes great responsibility and the never-ending battle to find the balance between her career and parenting. Lenise has accomplished that through a dedication to following the paths open to her, not being afraid of taking chances, trusting in herself and her abilities, and staying true to her beliefs and values. She has a gypsy soul and loves to travel and share her experiences with others. If you can believe it, Lenise helps Coach Nick and me on this week's episode of Truth Seekers dive even deeper into some of the core principles we espouse every week during our episodes. That's the beauty of this podcast, arriving at deeper levels of understanding of truths in both business and in life. Please enjoy Lenise Lane on this week's episode of Truth Seekers. All right, welcome everybody to another episode of Truth Seekers. We have Lenise Lane joining us today. Lenise, what's going on? How are you today? I'm great. I'm great. Happy to be here. All right. Let's jump it right in. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. You got so much going on uh, based on some of our pre-show conversations. What's, yeah. what's, what's life like right now for you? Um, busy, busy. Um, I'm a mom. I, I have three kids, two dogs, um, love to travel. Um, I have a job that I love that I'm, I'm privileged to have. And I have a passion project um, that I do on my own that, that kind of centers me and, and helps keep me involved and a lot of volunteer work. So it's just busy, <laughs> but I'm, I wouldn't have it any other way. You have a job that you love. How do you know that you love that job? Um, because I don't really dread going to it. Um, I've had several jobs throughout my life. You know, um, I was always a career minded individual. Um, I got my master's degree early. I knew what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a CMO one day by the time I was 40. And I wanted to work for a company like IBM or American Express or you know, something like that. Um, I didn't want kids, didn't want to get married. I had my life all planned out, you know, at 21 when you graduate college. Um, and, you know, and then life comes along and says, hey, I got other things planned for you. Um, you realize that corporate working in a corporate environment is not always what it's cracked up to be uh, or how they fantasize about it in movies. 
Um, and I think as you grow and your priorities change and you become a parent um, and the whole world is different and what you want in it. Um, but this job gives me flexibility. One, I live in a very small community, but I work for a global company, um, which is amazing. So even pre-COVID, I was able to be flexible and work from the small town that I live in so I can raise my kids in the environment that I want them to be raised. So um, it just affords me everything that I look for in a job. Um, and it's a job of helping people, um, which I think who wouldn't want a position like that? So, mm. so many questions. We'll, we're going to dig into that a little bit deeper. But <laughs> I, I like, I just like what you said about like, you knew what you wanted and it was, you still had to be flexible. I didn't know what the heck I wanted to be when I grew up, when I got out of college. And I'm curious to get coach's thoughts because I, I, I know, I know a little bit of his story, but coach, did you know what you wanted to be when you grew up? No, <laughs> but but resonating with what you're saying though, right? Because because it's like taking a direction and figuring something out, and then that's for me at least is what I see as well for others is that when you take some direction, even if it's something something that you think you want always, or just the decision to go somewhere, it always leads to something else, and that something else could be that could be something completely different, anywhere in the middle. Absolutely. So this job helping people, tell us more about that. If you would. Um, so I am CMO, finally, right, of a, a talent management firm. We don't like to say staffing because talent um, and, and placing people in jobs has evolved so much from the traditional, what you think of staffing companies. Um, you know, I got into this business, had no experience, honestly, in that part of the industry. So I'd always worked in marketing, but not um, in the staffing industry. Um, and it's amazing how much we make a difference in people's lives. So we're putting them in companies that are like their dream company. So I think back to my 21 year old self where I wanted to work with IBM or American Express or, you know, and now today it's Twitter or Google or you know, Microsoft or whatever, um, you know, we're, we're putting people in life-changing positions that if it weren't for us, they might not have an opportunity to get their foot in the door. Um, and the comments that we get back from our employees of like, oh, you know, working for, for Mackin, um, talent has changed my life. Um, I've been in contract positions before, but never with a company that cared so much about their employees. And just things like that, knowing that you're going to a job that is making a difference in so many people's lives. Um, no, it's not a hospital. No, it's not a charity. Um, it is a corporate business, but it, it's making a difference every time we place somebody in a position. Mm. It's super cool. Coach and I talk all the time about wowing our ideal clients. Um, I think just placing them in a match would be a version of that wow. But why do people say that about you? And why might not they say that about uh, another talent agency? Um, so I think, you know, I mean, you hear it in the news all the time too. Like, you know, contingent workers is kind of the classification for these people that are not full-time employees of big companies, um, but they're contracted staff. So people talk about them like contingent workers or staff, uh, like temp staff, you know, um, so they kind of already go in feeling like they're in this different classification. Um, and sometimes those employees don't get access to the same, you know, perks that full-time employees do. Um, many times their benefits are less than what you would imagine a full-time person's, you know, of course they don't have stock options or anything like that. But one of the things that we've done at Mackin is really try to take all of those negative traditional connotations you get about staffing companies 
um, and, and turn those around and say, why can't they be full-time employees of Mackin that are just, you know, out working for this client for this period of time? You know, let's give them the same PTO and medical and dental and holiday and sick time that our internal staff has. So our full-time staff at Mackin, we don't differentiate between contingent workers on our payroll and internal staff. Everybody has access to the exact same benefits. Um, and that way, you know, you make a difference in their lives because they feel part of this team culture. We hold events to make our people feel like they, they do have a team, even if they don't feel like part of the client team. Um, they do have the support base with Mackin. So everybody gets a Mackin person. That's their point of contact. They get swag, you know, when they get, when they become an employee, we say, welcome to the team and send them a swag box. Um, we celebrate their triumphs and feedback on our kind of internal uh, wiki, if you will, um, where we congratulate them and, and give employee rewards. Um, and just having something like that that makes them feel part of a team is fantastic. So um, it makes a difference compared to other companies that they've worked for. Mm -hmm. Coach, what do you think of that? We talk about our, our mind scan assessment tool that, that basically translates our thinking into three pillars of what we call relator, doer, thinker. So I'm, I'm thinking what's ringing true for me right now is the doer, the innovation, the action that you're taking, something new in the industry. Like maybe some other companies are doing this. I've never heard that before though. And maybe once this episode goes worldwide, everybody's going to do it. You no, know, just Mackin. <laughs> Only Mackin. <laughs> <laughs> but, but coach, what, what principle sticks out for you um, with what Lenise is saying right now? Well, yeah, it starts with the people. It starts with the empathy. You talked about that, Lenise, that it, it's, it's helping people and you said like, hey, it's corporation but you know what like that's that's how the world goes around and uh the more that Mackin can help and the more people that you support by doing it then it makes sense that people should benefit for that because then you can do more of it and right. it can grow because of it so that's that's cool to hear uh so yeah relate do a thinker all about the relator and then building the, the doer and the thinker around the relator there's people first which is really cool so i want i wonder like what does that you described a little bit about the culture and what people get. What does that do for uh, retention rates? If you think of it like that, like does that? Oh, it's great. I mean, um, we have people that have been with us six years. Yeah. Um, you know, in different roles with different clients. Um, we have some people. Uh, for example, we just had somebody that left because they got an unbelievable opportunity, kind of like their in their mind the dream job. Um, and they're like, I just can't pass it up. Like, I hate to leave Mackin, but I just can't pass up this opportunity. Um, that was about six months ago. And they just reached out to me on LinkedIn and said, I hate it here. I want to come back to Mackin. Can you figure out a place for me? Um, and to me, I mean, I think that's the ultimate, um, you know, compliment. Um, we also have a lot of our people that are, that are taken from us by our clients and hired as FTEs which is also a huge compliment. So every time we get somebody good, we're like, stop taking our people. Um, but, but that's an ultimate compliment. I mean, these people are going in as contingent workers and then becoming FTEs because they're so good and they perform. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that we've removed a lot of the stressors for contingent workers where they don't have to worry about um, taking vacation time in order to have a holiday or, how many sick days they have left, you know, we've kind of removed that stress. And so they can show up and be productive and be happy. And then they perform better in their job. To your point, Nick, you said a little while ago, happy employees make, you know, happy 
job performers, you know, um, and you, you get the rewards that way. I'd like to pivot a little bit back to your, your journey yourself. So you mentioned, you know, growing up, wanted to be CMO, you know, kind of went off straight a little bit, but here you are, CMO. So what, what happened in between? How did you find yourself with this opportunity? Um, so, um, actually it's kind of, you know, I'm one of those people that never kind of believed in the universe puts things in your path when it's supposed to, I'm just like, no, this is my path, you know? Um, and so that has released me a little bit. Parenthood in itself releases you from that because you can't control anything once you're a parent. Um, but, uh, I was actually, uh, married and at the time I was working in Minneapolis for American Express and, my husband at the time was in the National Guard and he got orders to go to Iraq. Um, and so it was kind of like, whew, okay, um, do I really want to stay in Minneapolis while my husband's in Iraq? And, and I found out that I didn't. I really wanted to go back home. I hadn't been back home since I left for college. Um, and I just felt this sense of kind of pulling me back to a small town. And when I mean small town, I mean, I'm from Rutherford to North Carolina and it's about 4,500 people. Um, and so, um, a lot of people have heard of it, but it's, it's a very small town and I wanted to go back. Um, my job luckily at American express said, Hey, that's okay. We'll let you work from home for a year. So they were going to let me work remote from North Carolina for a year while my husband was in Iraq, which was amazing. Um, but fast forward a couple of weeks, uh, my grandfather unexpectedly passed away, which was heartbreaking. So I was very happy that I came home and had a couple of weeks with him, you know. Um, so the universe was starting to play its hand. Um, then my aunt that raised me passed away a couple of weeks after that. And then I found out I was pregnant. <laughs> so it was like, okay. <laughs> um, and so I think at that point, it was just kind of like I, I put it in the hands of God and the universe and said, what is your plan for my life? And then a series of things just kind of happened and circumvented. And I met Andy, who is CEO of Mackin, through a contract position that I had, actually, funny enough. Um, and then when that contract ended, um, he said, hey, you know, why don't you come work for me and help me build the business in the U.S.? Because um, he's based out of Ireland. Um, and that was eight years ago. And here I am. Wow. It's so interesting, right? That I think we all we all have that mindset of like we think we know what we want and where we go. Maybe we do, but like that's this balance of like setting goals and and having a, an outlook or an outset that we want to achieve, and practicing non-resistance when the universe throws us. I mean, right. it, like you said, like you you can you can try to control everything as much as possible to a certain point. You, you can't, and when you have signs like that, like three in a row, it's like okay. Like, just show me. What do you, what do you want? Yeah, here? what do you want me to do? <laughs> Mold me as you wish, universe. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a scene in uh, Bruce Almighty is, is the, the, the movie. <laughs> just like, smite me, Almighty Absolutely. Smite. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's hilarious. But also to say that, like, you got there anyway. You know, it's like, it's yep. the, 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 if you've got it in your mind, you've got this, like, homing missile it might be that there's a whole bunch of obstacles to avoid on the way or, or really, go, I guess, go through because that's, that is the path. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, I guess it's logical to think that, that a path from A to B is a straight line because we know that's the quickest route, but right. that doesn't mean that is the path. That, that The quickest way doesn't mean it is the path. Right. You know, when be... I think you talked that too, growing up, like yeah. you have to do this and then you have to go to college and then you have to do this and you have to get your master's degree. And, and you don't. 
you know, I mean, it's about the work you do and the people you meet and the connections you make and the opportunities that you decide to take advantage of. Yeah, that, that really hit me. Thank you. Thank you for that. Linus, Cause it's like the linear path is not often the path that is, that happens, right. but when you start out, we don't know what the path is going to be. So it makes sense that we refer to the linear path only. Mm-hmm. And therefore we think that that usually is what happens. But of course, not the case. But we couldn't say anything else because how could we predict? Right. I think that's a, <laughs> it's a, it's an easy path. It's, I mean, that's how we most of us slip into that situation, right? It's like, well, like it probably, why isn't the linear path not working? Well, it never was going to, but that's just the way we start to plan, right? Because otherwise, if you don't plan, if you hadn't have said that I want to be a CMO, the chances of you being a CMO probably pretty small. Right. <laughs> right. The path, the path, on the other hand, who knows? Right. <laughs> I also think of it like a puzzle. Like I'm looking at Lenise's background here, right? A puzzle is not like perfect right. pieces that fit. Like it's all these different like odd shapes that come in together and they they together make this this puzzle. And I'm wondering, so this passion project, like where does that puzzle piece come into the story? Um, so kind of in between before I was in this position, um, I was part of a local marketing agency here. Um, and we had some big clients, but um, most times we saw small businesses that were really struggling like, how can I market or I don't understand social media or what is this SEO stuff? Um, But they didn't really have the funds to pay us. Um, And so I started thinking like, okay, I have a passion for helping my local businesses and my local community. So small towns, nonprofits, small businesses that don't have a lot of money, but how can I do it that it's not a detriment to our own marketing business, you know, because you can't work for free and there's only so many hours in a day. Um, and so I was actually, uh, on a plane taking my daughter to whale camp in Canada. Um, and you know, you get the little meals and, and they have the little pockets, like the old lunch trays that you used to have. And I thought, you know, marketing can kind of be divided up like this too. Like, you know, you have this big piece of the pie, which is kind of like your website. And then you have the social media, which is like a side. And so I started just thinking about that. And then I came up with, lunch plate marketing through small town soul. And so um, the point of of small town soul, which is my passion project is um, I develop on my own time training for small businesses and rural communities. So they talk to the issues that are facing those communities specifically because small businesses all have their own same issues, right? You know, um, like, you know, you can be really great as a chef or as a cook but you try to do that on social media and you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, the mm-hmm. same thing, if I tried to cook, it would be very sad, um, but I'm a wizard at social media. So the thought of it was to say, how can we break this down and create, you know, no nonsense, non-technical strategies of kind of letting them into our marketing brains and show them social media is not as hard as you have to make it. It doesn't have to be that difficult. Like, we teach them how to think logically through it. We give them some of the strategies that, that we would use as marketing professionals, some of the cheat sheets that we use as marketing professionals. Um, so we've created a couple of online courses that allow them to go and do their, empower them to do their own marketing without feeling so lost or overwhelmed all the time or having mm-hmm. to pay a marketing company insane amounts of money to do it for them. Just wondering, what's the vision of that? What's what's what does the future look like? Is it just something that's fun and that you just keep keep doing? Is that like the future of? 
Uh, no, I mean, I really enjoy it. I get so much joy out of people calling me and being like, oh my God, I was so scared of social media. And, you know, I have people now that, that text me all the time and they're like, did you see my social media post I put, you know, like restaurant owners and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I'm so proud. That's awesome. <laughs> um, and so that's like my little nugget of joy where some, some people maybe have a hobby that, you know, they're a woodworker on the weekend, or they like to do oil painting, or they like to go kayaking. Um, my passion is for small communities. Like even when I travel, I don't go to like New York or Paris or, you know, Los Angeles. I like to go to the small towns, like where's the quirkiest place I can find. And that's where I want to go, you know? Um, so I seek out small towns and I speak out those culture. I feel like we're all like one people, um, from, from a standpoint, we all started in a small town. Um, and so I actually enjoy doing that. And my dream is that when my daughter goes to college to kind of get in my little airstream with my dog and just travel to different small towns and kind of help them, you know, on this level. Um, hopefully by that time, I'll be at a level of my CMO that, <laughs> that allows me uh, that kind of flexibility. Um, but I get, you know, real joy out of that too. And it's hard for me to pick, like if I ever had to pick between the two, I don't think I could because they both, both of my positions bring me a lot of joy. Um, mm. But small town soul and helping those are my hobby. Um, and so when I'm off work, I actually enjoy still working, <laughs> but in that element, you know, on passion projects such as small town souls. So I don't know that I'd ever give either of them up. I, I just, I love both of them so much. So yeah. And the good part is you might not have to, and, if, and maybe if one day you do, you can ask again, what, what do you want from me? What is it? Yeah. Show me. Teach me. It's <laughs> <laughs> a reminder that, you know, you said when I'm not working, I like to work. But for me, the concept of retirement is just doing things you want to do. And so you want to call it work or not work. You've always got to do something. There's always going to be something you're going to do. And so as long as, long as you're doing things you want to do, you, you might as well consider yourself retired because when are you going to stop, right? There's no, right. no finish line here. Exactly. I just wanted to make one more distinction or clarification before we grab some takeaways here. Did you did you say well camp? Is that a thing? Well camp? Is that what well camp? Yeah, it's uh, that? it's a really cool. So it's in Grand Manon, Canada. So a little island off of um, off of from like New Brunswick, um, and you go for a week, and that's when all of the humpback whales and stuff are are in Canada. And so they have this well camp that's kind of like a science camp, but they get up close and personal um, with the whales. And she went for a week. She wanted to be a marine biologist. Um, not anymore, of course, that has passed and we've moved on to illustrations and everything <laughs> else. But um, yeah, I mean, it, 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 was, it was a great experience. Uh, we went up there for a week with her um, and it allowed me to kind of, I kind of created Small Town Soul that week. She was at Well Camp and I was on this little tiny island um, and the people treated me like I'd always been there. I mean, it was awesome. It was like the epiphany of what I wanted to do and the perfect place to create it. So that's oh, so cool. Yeah. What what week of the year? So I can mark my calendar for um, uh, towards the end of June and first of July. Okay. And they have the most gorgeous lighthouse you've ever seen on that island. So if you've never mm. been, go. Mm. Awesome. It's amazing. Cool. So, all right, let's grab some takeaways here. I'm going to go with a, a bit of big cliche, but I'll tell you why. Um, so I feel like the spiritual path has spoken to me as well. Like I, I'm doing what I love to do coaching here. And it, it came, it was born out of an unhappy place. Like, you know, I'm ready for the next thing. What is it? And I remember writing down, like, I'm ready for my dream job. 
And it, the same thing didn't happen in a direct way. It was like this spiral, very challenging, like, should I try this? Should I do this? And then all of a sudden it showed up and I read some signs that were undeniable from the universe. It's like, this is what I, what I'm meant to be doing. And uh, so I, I just resonate with your story. So I appreciate you sharing that. And that's, that's my story too. Yeah, absolutely. Coach Nick, take away, please. Thank you for sharing what you did, Lenise, because it really made me think about that path. And I think we're talking around the same stuff here, but the realization that we're looking for the straight path, but all the straight path is, is just a way to think about the next step. And, you know, I often use the example of, look, we want to make sure we're staying on the right path, that we're staying straight. Like if you fly from East Coast to West Coast, that plane is always off target but the autopilot is constantly making corrections. So it appears like it's a straight line. Right? And that's how we coach people to just keep, keep it tight, keep it tight, keep it tight, check in, check in, check in. And when it comes to knowing like, like your life path, right? Because we're talking about over time, a significant amount of time, decades, that like, there's chances of anything ever been in a straight line is very small. And so all the straight line does is give you an idea to start on the path that's not straight. But in actual fact, it's not that you're off the path. It's the fact that you're actually on it. It's mm. really cool. So thank you. I love that. So bring us home, Lenise. Uh, wild card, dealer's choice. Uh, advice for people, something <laughs> conversation, uh, a friendly plug for your businesses. What, what do you want to share? Um, I would say, you know, I'm more completely let go of the past at this point. Like I, I concentrate on the things that bring me happiness, the things that bring me joy, things that improve my life and the people's lives around me. Um, every job is stressful. I say I love my job, but there's always stresses, which we always have. Um, I have this practice where I list 10 to 15 things that bring me joy. And when I'm feeling stress, I just stop and I go do one of those things. Sometimes it's watching car karaoke on YouTube um, or lip sync battles. Those things bring me joy. Um, sometimes it's going into my Oculus headset and taking a trip under the water with swimming with manta rays. Like sometimes just find those pockets of joy and concentrate on those. And I feel like the rest of your life will be figured out for you. I love that. Yeah. For me, it's a, like a stand-up comedy, just a way to get away, just escape and just have a little laughter to yourself. Love that. Absolutely. 100%. Well, thank you so much, Lenise. Thank you for all the distinctions today. We wish you the best of luck in your endeavors. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys for what you do too. I appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Thank you for watching another episode of Truth Seekers. We appreciate your interaction. So please comment, like, subscribe to YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want more, check out some of our links. Links to our masterclass, The Achiever's Mindset, and come join our LinkedIn group. And what do you want to see more of? Remember, we're here to share the simple secrets of successful. So help us do that. What do you want to see? What do you want to see more of? Thanks. And see you again next time.